0: Welcome to the Unapologetically Educated Podcast, a place for leadership, education, and real talk, where we can discuss the ups and downs, changing trends, and straightforward conversations about education. Now, your host of the Unapologetically Educated Podcast, Principal Hannibal.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unapologetically Educated. Y'all, I'm so excited because I was I was able to get into the studio. I had some anxiety. I am in the studio. It is not going to be good for video, so I'm in here looking a hot mess, but I'm excited to bring this to you. Um, my inbox as a school leader has started to get flooded with... Um, recommendations people are looking for jobs and so actually right before we started uh, this whole coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic I had recorded a show with uh, Miss Levels of Higher Levels of Education and she gave us some nuggets about like preparing for your next move. So I'm going to play a clip from that, and then we're going to dive in more into the conversation. But before we do, I want uh, Ms. Levels to kind of give her, introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit about what makes her who she is.
0: Hi. Thank you, Miss Hannibal, for this opportunity. Um, I'm excited about um, collaborating. This is a collaboration and discussion. I continue to be a lifetime learner of, around for the school education and education in general. So I'm excited about collaborating with you this afternoon. Um, again, my name is Miss Lovetta Levels. I'm a 30-year 30, 30 veteran educator uh, from teacher to assistant principal to principal, bilingual specialist director, assistant superintendent and superintendent, adjunct professor, and current chief executive officer of my own business, Higher Level Educational Group. Um, I've owned my business since 2006. I've had the opportunity um, initially working with the Texas Education Agency, providing training and mentoring for principals throughout the state of Texas. Um, From that venture, from that work, I did that for about 10 years. From that work, I then uh, furthered my study and my experience to the Delta Teacher Efficacy Campaign, which is out of the National Office of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, but it's in their, uh, their education foundation. Um, Dress the Delta Research and Education Foundation, and it's, a, it's not um, required as, of anything as far as Delta Sigma Theta sorority membership, but it's a work around public school education and the efficacy of teachers across the country. And so I've done that work for the last um, six to eight years now, I believe it has been. And so, I've, um, but I've continued my mentoring. Um, currently, again, I'm the CEO of Higher Levels Educational Group. Uh, One of the most uh, recent um, projects that I'm working with is my executive mentoring cadre. Um, We just um, collected um, mentee um, responses, those persons or educators that are aspiring to make a move, uh, move from their current positions, move higher um, into a different position or move in, in some type of position, but they are ready to make a move. And so i um i'm in the midst of that uh process now so if anyone's interested they can go to www.behighlevels.com and go to the executive mentoring tab and there's information there and they can submit a mentee um, interest survey there and i will will we'll respond directly to them
1: All right, thank you so much So I need y'all, first of all I got a surprise for y'all on the show today But I'm going to just save it Um, I need y'all to get your pencils, ink pens And paper ready Your iPad Because this nugget that's about to be dropped I need y'all ready to receive So what we're going to do is Like I said, um, not principal Well, former principal And always a principal You can't get out of being a principal Like you go into the grocery store And start leading people That's not your job get away Um, but what we're about to do is uh, Miss Levels and I we actually recorded this again before the pandemic but it was such a good nugget and like the energy and everything you needed we couldn't recreate it so we have a piece that I'm going to merge in here with you today but I need you all focused in because this is a nugget for you and so once we come back from that we'll dive into what we're talking about today, which is, yes, you're looking for a job. We're going to give you that snippet, hook you up. But then now you're looking for a job and you got to look for it virtually. How to prep yourself as leaders to get that job. Um, I know I have plenty in my box, inbox of recommendations for people who are moving, trying to go somewhere else. And so this is a nugget that you need to be ready to seize the moment.
2: So as an administrator, if you are an assistant principal, you have an assistant principal that's interested in becoming um, uh, a director of curriculum, and this person just completed their uh, their master's degree. And so you're going to coach them around. So, what are you doing differently? What are you doing to enhance your curriculum knowledge? Um, are you presenting? Are you um, mm-hmm. doing presentations at conferences? Are you attending conferences? Are you doing professional development work? Uh, which department are you leading? um Can you, what's your footprint? I right. tell, I, when I, when stop, I. Stop,
1: stop, <laughs> stop, stop. Go back,
2: yes, ma'am. I, I think they missed that
1: nugget because you kind of okay. ran through that
2: thing. Let me go back. Go back. I think all administrators need to know their footprint. Mm-hmm. I can tell you my footprint. I can tell you what I touched and what I did. Yes, you don't have to question or ask my work. Your footprint is your work, and so as administrator, as assistant principal, I'm
1: done. I'm going home. I
2: asked them, "What's your footprint?" And if you have the math department and the math department went down 10%, you need to improve your footprint.
1: Yeah, I get another foot. Right, something maybe that's <laughs>
2: not you. Maybe you need maybe you need the PE. <laughs> right. I, mean, I don't know. Right. But, you know, we have to work on that. And so um, in that one-on-one conversation like, like you said, taking care taking care of self, that's important too. Again, that's part of that balanced leadership work um, as a community member it's important for the for the staff to see that all administrators are growing and learning.
1: Yes, and you. I'm I'm, I'm just, sorry. Cause that I'm no, you're right. <laughs> um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Young, who was on the show last week, hinted at this. Like, if we are not filling our own cups with knowledge and learning and growing. My, uh, this year is my first year with this entire new administrative team with me. And one of my things I say is you have to present at a conference every year under me. Right. And I don't... At this point in the game, you should be where you feel like you are an expert. Absolutely. If not an expert, you close enough where you should be able to share your story. Whether it's on PBIS, Champs, Curriculum, Coaching, Feedback, something. Something. And so they always look at me like, what? But after they do it, they're so like, oh, my God, this was what I needed to do. Because, again, your footprint, and that's going to actually lead us Mm -hmm. into our next conversation Mm -hmm. is, you looking for a job and you have no footprint. Right. Or oh, you got stinky feet. I'm just
2: right. You that. have to be very intentional yes. in creating that. And it needs to be something that you're successful at and that you're good at. And, and if you're not, then that's the opportunity to grow. That's the area to grow. And so let's work on that. And that's why we are a team. We have a team and we all have areas of expertise. And as a team, if you need someone to help you create that masterful PowerPoint or you want a slideshow or you want uh, whatever it is that you're trying to use, that's what the team is for. And so we can pull together and we can help you with that. And so I think that um, creating your footprint, no matter what level you're at, if you're a central office, if, you, if you're a superintendent, what is your footprint? Right. Everyone needs to have a footprint and start growing and working and honing in on that.
1: Most definitely. So you 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 made the perfect segue into you got this footprint out there. You you know you might be on social media. You've done a couple of you know PD. You did some trainings. Um, you've really made a gain academically with students mm-hmm. in the building. Cause that's number one, mm-hmm. you can do all that present in the world and your kids ain't growing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. I tell people your resume should speak of data improvements. Like mm-hmm. and nobody cares anymore that, you know, you, um, or on the national board of da-da-da-da, that's a good thing, and you can put it on there. But if you, your footprint says that I was over the social studies department, and they went from 25% passing to 40% passing, and they made a 20-point gain yes, under your leadership, yes. that's what pops out on the resume. Yes, yes. So talk to us about I want to make this next change. Whether I'm a teacher okay. and I want to move into leadership role, okay. I'm a, a AP or principal, and I want to go to admin. Or I want to what What is next? What do we do?
2: What do I do? What I do is I'm an executive mentor, and so I work with educators, administrators, professionals, in separation. Separating yourself, how do I assist you individually? to make you more outstanding how do you pop how does your resume pop how does your your interview pop how do I separate you from the pack your resume will only get you the interview but when you get in that interview you have to be able to separate yourself and you have to do your homework take the time to do the research and do your homework for that position or for that job for that career for that district I think that If you are specifically like you shared, um, if someone they've been over the social studies department and you're applying for this school district Mm -hmm. and right now they need someone that has a math background. So be careful about that. Mm -hmm. If you know that they are they're hiring for a director, uh, a curriculum director, but they've had a dive in math the last four or five years they don't have a, a math specialist. They have a social studies specialist. They have a an ELAR specialist, but they don't have a math person. So they're probably looking for somebody to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. You need to find out where the gaps are in that position and in that district, and then make sure that you sell your skills, your knowledge, your expertise and your wins in that gap.
1: Ooh. So first of all, yeah, I'm right now. But, uh, <laughs> she's so right. Like, Stop taking jobs just because jobs are avail- available. Look for jobs that are for you. Mm-hmm. And I think when you know your worth, worth and your footprint speaks your worth, you are more inclined to do that. I say that because, say for instance, you've you know, spoken all these trainings on PBIS. But again, like Miss Level said, you know they have this math need. That should be top Number one priority on your resume. Absolutely. It needs to speak that you, because you know, they have that deficit. Your resume speaks to winning that, for that deficit for them. Absolutely, So that goes at the top when normally it might've been at the bottom of your resume. So move that thing around. Yes. Yes. Keep there going. Go. I'm sorry. There you go.
2: So, so, um, I can give you, you give an example. We were interviewing for a, um, Uh, What was the position? I can't remember the title of position. But at that time, we had a strong ELAR person and we needed somebody in the math. Okay, I'm sorry. It was a principal position, principal position. And there was a strong ELAR assistant principal at that campus. But that campus really needed some help, help in math. And this person came in, had been a math coach, had been a math instructor and all that. That person spoke about math because that person had done the work. They looked at that campus data. They knew that that, per- that they needed leadership in math. Just because you're a principal does not take away your content specialty.
1: Principal Kafele say you are instructional leader first. You gonna drop some mics. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Let me tell you.
2: Shout out to Principal Kafele. That's my friend. Uh one of the books that he shared with. Did me Did you have the book in yes, your purse? Please, do not play with me. Stop. Ma'ams. I'm done. Ma'ams, do not play with me.
1: Okay. This, she got <laughs> Shout out awarded. to my friend. <laughs> she put out a Gucci bag. I'm done. Please buy. We finna wrap the show up. She <laughs> has it in her purse, y'all. Go ahead. Y'all don't even understand. <laughs> This is what I do.
2: (laughs) So I do because this is what I do. Mm -hmm. I'm an executive mentor, (laughs) ma'am.
1: And and that whole word executive (laughs) mentor, she didn't coin that thing. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. So
2: Principal Kefale talks about that and the aspiring principal, the 50 critical questions for new and future school leaders. And if I tell you, this is my Bible as I'm working with administrators, Mm -hmm. as I'm working with my mentees. And so we go through these critical questions and we talk about where are you? One of the most critical questions for me is it talks about um, if you're in a current position and it talks about my organization is stuck. Mm -hmm. I feel like my organization is stuck. And so I go into this discussion about what is your role in the stuckness? Mm. Did you play a part in it? And we're not going to we're not talking about placing blame, but we're talking about moving forward. So what does that look like? And so we talk about how do you move your organization forward? Are you planning to stay in this organization? And then if not, then let's create a plan for movement and movement may not be in a new position. It may be just movement in your area of responsibilities and the avenues and the lanes that you control. And sometimes that's all you can do.
1: All right, so I hope you got the same four nuggets I got out of that, but I'm gonna run them back for you just in case you missed them. Number one, Miss Levels talked about build your footprint. And number two was separate yourself from the pack. Everybody got a master's degree. Everybody, you know, been an AP, everybody been a principal, whatever that may be. How do you separate yourself? Number three, research the position that you want. Um, don't go into a position looking um, and not knowing what they're asking for, what they need, what are they? De- what are their deficits? And then finally, number four, sell yourself on the gaps. So, Miss Levels, would you want to add anything to that now, or you want to refine that?
0: Well, I think I'm going to kind of hit just just real briefly. Um, building your footprint. Right now, we are we are in the midst of Corona, COVID nineteen, and I think it's important that right now that we. Do not get lazy. Do not get comfortable. This is a time to really reflect upon your, your skill set and to improve in your deficit and to build that footprint. This is an opportunity to build in your footprint, and there is a huge opportunity to flourish in this uh, corona experiment pandemic that's going on right now. I think that if you have the skill set at uh, background in technology, it's going to be real important that you step up and offer and do. Um, There's a lot between talk, there's a lot between vision, and there's a lot between doing. Um, So often I hear from assistant principals on a regular basis about, I want to do this, my principal won't let let me do this, my principal won't let me do this. Well, this is an opportunity to step up. You don't have to deal with a lot of books and a lot of discipline right now. Step up your instructional skills be a helper to your principal right now so this is an opportunity to build footprint um also um in researching the district and the position um there are a lot of positions out there available right now and um what you really need to do is to match your skill set your attitude your needs and your wants and your qualifications to the to a position in which you feel you qualify for um, and so this is a time to start looking, look, look to see what's out there. Do the research, do the research on the district, um, do the research on the position. Who was in that position p- before? Where is that person? What happened to that position? Is it a new position? Um, how long was the, was the person there previously? Um, and again, do the research on the data. You know, what's the gap there? Um, if, you, if you have a math background and you know that their deficit is science, then you need to sell the fact that while you have a math background, that you are just as uh, competent in science. And that you're going to talk about how you can help that district in the science areas. So don't, don't take the, t- use this time to be very productive and effective while you have some more time to do the research.
1: But now you're looking virtually, what are some tips and things that, <laughs> that we need to consider?
0: I got uh, my list, but said, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, Cause mine, are a little okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go from, I'm going to go on both sides. First of all, if you are interviewing virtually, if you are a principal and you're interviewing teachers, nothing has changed. You want quality teachers. They need to do, they need to demonstrate a lesson. There is, there is not ever a path for hiring a teacher in 2020 that you have not seen teach before. Mm -hmm. There is never a path for that. Um, How can you, just because this person came from this district and this person had fee scores, you don't know what that person can do. I think every teacher needs to go through a demonstration lesson in one part of their interview, at some part of the interview. Um, that could be from the department level prior to getting to the principal, but at some part, every teacher applicant should have demonstrated a lesson. If you are interviewing a for a principal or an assistant principal, I would want them to do, to present a professional development. Um, I would ask them what, you know, what, when was the last time you presented a professional development? What, what department did you lead in your previous district? Or um, as a principal, tell me about your campus. Um, so I would want them to do a presentation. Um, and right now, you can use Canva, you can use, uh, you know, S'mores, uh, uh, PowerPoint, whatever.
1: Uh, I want prezzy. I want a presentation. So if you if are you looking to move, you said, matter first thing, be prepared to present. Absolutely. Okay. Ab- everyone should be able to present. And not only that, and,
0: and now that you are, are on the interviewee side, as an interviewee, you want to, like I said, do your research and your presentation should tie into the needs and the gaps of that position that school, that department, that district. You need to know how they perform most recently because we know that we all gather in the name of student performance. If we were not teaching for kids, we would not gather on a daily basis. So let's just take that out, out the room. People think, you know, well, you know, I'm a good leader, but if you can't focus in on instruction and you can't provide support to the academic piece, then I don't need you on my team because we are here about academics. And you've got to show me how you are going to increase the academics at your school. No matter what your role is, from the janitor to the cafeteria, we all affect student achievement. So everyone needs to always target student achievement in whatever position you're applying for and how you're going to increase student achievement.
1: All right. So So, uh, go ahead. So as the interviewee,
0: like you said, you know, last two years, the video interviews, in the virtual interviews I've conducted, some have been quite hilarious. Mm. Let me say, let me say practice. I mean, you know, people used to tell you, get in front of the mirror. Yeah, get in front of your laptop computer. Get in front of your camera and practice. Yes. What do you look like? Check the angle of your camera. We don't want to see up your nose. <laughs> Trust me. We don't want to see the cracks of your lips. That is oh, I'm sorry. You're too close. You're too close. We don't want to. We don't want to see your ceiling fan whipping around the whole time. Uh, check your lighting, please. Do let's just refrain from from, from bathrooms, and that just goes without saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's a thing. I don't know why that's a thing. Maybe the I Wi-Fi
1: work best in the rest thing. in the bathroom. Well, I don't.
0: I, I really believe it's acoustics. I think people are in tune to acoustics. Mm-hmm. No man, the bathroom is a hard no. It's a okay. real hard no. It's never okay to do a video in the bathroom. No, um, I would say you know and always you know practice you know you know taping yourself and let someone else look at it. Mm-hmm. Yes, dress professional. A um, you know even if it is summertime, it's not okay to be ladies in halters and off the shoulder you know attire. I don't think that's okay. I think you should dress professional and I'm not necessarily saying you need to be suit. your complete suited. You know, it can be a blouse and a skirt. Men can, can have on a a jacket and a shirt. Uh, Doesn't, doesn't have to be a tie, but I think it needs to be professional and it's whatever you feel most comfortable with in your professional dress. So professional dress is always expected. Um, do the research, know the position. Um, it would be important if you know who's going to be in the, uh, in the, video, in the interview and if you can not in advance send them your presentation yes. send them an introduction mm-hmm. in advance mm-hmm. so that when they are meeting with you even though you applied for all of this online they have your resume there's nothing worse than wasting my time when you want to read your resume I have your resume please do not read your resume to me you know I, and again separate yourself in the interview what makes you different everyone has a master's degree you know you're in a you're an aspiring principal everyone has pat, everyone has completed their certification so why are you the best candidate for this position and that's an opportunity if they don't ask that question then you tell them never walk away from a from an interview and you have not told them why you are the best candidate that is your closing and then you're going to always follow up with an email uh, with a, a card letter a note a note to the to your panel Thanking them for their time. Um, if you like, you can actually send them a uh, a uh, a note, a hard letter in advance to the meeting. But a lot of times, with the way way we're moving now, you don't have that type of you don't have that kind of time. But an, e- an email is appropriate.
1: Okay, so all of those I agree with, and I was real practical in mind because I started thinking about I have said in about to date about 600 Zoom meetings um, and Ooh. so potentially that your interview might be a Zoom interview. Test your connections, figure out the best place in your house um, that's not the bathroom that um, can do right. that. Also thinking about dress fully from head to toe like you go into the interview. You never know if they say stand up and model to me like what would be um, a conversation you had with a kid. Or, you know, They might give you a role play scenario and you need to stand and you got your boxers on or you got right. On, you know, your pajama pants or whatever. Um, the next thing is uh, make sure your device is charged. I know that sounds very simplistic, but being in an interview and that thing dies out um I don't know how quickly they're going to be able to hop back on a call with you. I think it's going to automatically send the wrong message of of, of maybe ill preparedness on your part. Um, Next part is minimize distractions. I know that we have our kids at home, some of us and you know, you're taking care of other family members, but you know, find a time or move people, you know, go ahead and say, Hey, after this year, we're going to go to get some ice cream or whatever it is, but you need to be in a space that is free from distractions. If all possible. I talked to someone the other day, and, you know, the first I was like, oh, she's so cute. And then after that, I was like, okay, you keep coming in here. And so now I'm looking at your baby and I don't know what you're saying. And you want me to really focus on you and I'm not. And so I know it's hard during these times, but we got to still try to keep that, that, that Correct. lane of professionalism. Correct. Um, the other thing is your backdrop. Make sure your area behind you is clean, clean. A nice area, you know, a clean wall, you know, you ain't got boxes and stuff piled up to the ceiling and clothes, shoes, you know, old photos, just a nice, clean backdrop um, that, that that's representative of a professional. That's, that's my advice.
0: I agree as well. I think that, um, and let me say this, you want to take the time to go ahead and predict. You know, what are those 10 questions that you can go ahead and predict in advance and go ahead and t- take notes, write down. What is your introduction? When they ask you, tell me a little bit about yourself. We don't need to hear about where you went to pre-K and, you know, that's not what they want to hear. They don't want to hear, you know, when I was in high school and I was in, you know, bank I was in band, whatever. Narrow that little piece down. We want to hear about a little bit about you, but we honestly, just want to get to question number one so make that quick and succinct and get through that first question but go ahead and have some notes if you need notes to refer to please do that because if you're virtual there's we, we we're okay as an interviewer i'd like the fact that you that you have notes available and you're going to follow that because you want to make sure that your key points are stressed uh, we know that if you're applying for a principal position they want to know your leadership opportunities, when have you led something? They want to know about your professional de- development opportunities that you've led, either in the district, out of the district. If you've written any articles, if you've written any books, um, are you working on your doctorate? What is your thesis? What was your master's thesis about? Share that information with us. Is there any data that you have that you can share? So I already have that information in advance written down so you can hit those points without getting getting to the interview at the end of the interview and saying, Oh, can I go back to this question? Can I go back here and there?
1: Right. And so, um, as, as we kind of transition, I want to bring up a, you brought up a very good point about your, your key points. I've said on many principal interview panels and one of the things that I always get people, I don't know why, but maybe now, if you have these notes, you'll be ready. They ask every time, you know, and especially coming out of this, this pandemic or even, Transitioning into a longer time in this school closure model. How do you build culture and climate amongst staff? Yeah. You need yeah. to have some very concrete, not, you know, I have a calendar and, you know, I believe in smiling every morning. No, 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 no. You need to be able to give them real detailed artifacts of things you've done. Um, and it might even be a thing where you might have that built into a presentation or something like that. They're going to ask for very succinct ways of how you have, um, built student and staff culture and climate. The other one is, uh, coaching and grooming effective and ineffective staff members. They're going to ask that question. So just get that right down in your pens and papers now, because they're going to ask, um, and so as we transition, we're going to do, um, because I have a surprise guest coming on the show, so we're going to transition uh, Miss Levels out, but we got to do, thank God, A Teacher Raised Me. So who do you want to shout out? It's my favorite part of the show, and I get to do it twice today. And so someone in the work, or maybe was in the work, still in the work, that has motivated you to um, be who you are and continue to fight this educational fight.
0: Okay, first, I have to shout out my two elementary teachers, Miss um, Bessie Moody and Miss Vivian Taylor. They were both my elementary teachers when I was in uh, first and second grade, and they have definitely affected my life all the way up to this day. Um, I'm very fortunate I can call Miss Bessie Moody my soror, and uh, she will call upon me anytime she needs me, still to this day, as of two or three weeks ago she called me uh, lavetta can you run an errand and guess what i went ahead and ran an errand for miss moody and took care of, the, of that business for her so she is i she they are my inspiration they supported me throughout my elementary middle school high school college and my whole educational career as we are today i also want to shout out dr larry lewis my first year of teaching dr lewis saw in me um the desire of my desire of wanting to become an administrator. He cultivated that he inspired me, motivated me and pushed me uh, to become um, an administrator. So I have to shout him out. And I also have to shout out the last one is Alton Fraley. Uh, Mr. Fraley uh, again, saw something in me and gave me a push toward becoming assistant superintendent and has continued being my mentor. And so I, um, I shout out those four people, Uh, For the work that they have done in me and because of them, I've been able to touch thousands of not just students and parents, but educators and aspiring administrators as well.
1: Awesome. So if they want to reach out, to, I got to Let me go back. Alton Fraley, I he was my superintendent at one point in my life too, and he Y'all make was, me cry. It, it, yes, and uh, he was also the king of the zoo suits. I don't think he still yes. wears those now, but um, back in the day, he would have them bad boys lined up, yes, fresh ma'am. and yes, pressed. Um, so yes. how can they reach out to you if they want to figure out and find you and and get more from you? How can they reach out to you and find you?
0: They can go to www. The um there's a place where you can contact me there you can always contact me at um, L Levels at com. you can reach me at all levels at yahoo.com um, I'm on uh, LinkedIn and on LinkedIn my uh, on LinkedIn oh what's my LinkedIn LinkedIn I think I'm Labetta Levels I'm Labetta Levels uh, on LinkedIn and on uh, Twitter I am Trey T R E Y E L L E S on Twitter.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for coming back on because, you know, we had to do that transition. Uh, So thank you so much for being on the show. And I look forward to seeing um, the higher education, higher Higher level education education. group, um, excel and soar and help um, those educators out there that need their support. And I'm going to make this public. I'm going to have you do a I'd like for you to do a mock
0: interview with my current cadre that I'm bringing in.
1: All right. You know, I'm a killer in them interviews, so I'm good. Yes, ma'am, please. Oh, I know. I've been there. I've (laughs) seen (laughs) you. All righty. Well, take care alright y'all so I told y'all I had a surprise for y'all we are back and again thanks Miss um, Levels for coming on the show and blessing us but um, if you have listened to Unapologetically Educated and I'm going to get my big brother because he probably has heard maybe a snippet of a show I digress but um, I have shouted out this man several times on the show because he is my big brother in education one of them and he is constantly pressing me to be better and he is Sean Joseph and so I am super excited to have him on the show but we're going to talk about with Principal Joseph we're going to talk today about we're doing virtual meetings how do you uh, virtual interviews um, and how do you find the right person to be on your campus in any position now that we're gone virtual so that's what we're going to talk about before we do I want Mr. Joseph to tell you guys a little bit about why I think he is so amazing go
3: Thank you, Ms. Hannibal. It is great to be on your show and you are all too kind. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm Sean Joseph, principal of DeSoto High School, the great DeSoto High School. Uh, as I've often told people, uh, DeSoto is a job I, I had my, I built my career around. Uh, I've been a uh, high school principal for about 10 years, an administrator for almost 15, but every stop I had is one of those positions where you, You gain a skill set to make sure you're able to do the best job possible for kids. And and throughout my career, I've been able to do that. Uh, I've been humbled by awards. Uh, I've won the principal year three times. And and I'm so thankful to to those communities that voted me in and and, uh, felt that my family and I came and did a great job for them. Um, But I'm super excited to be on your show today because a part of what we do, a part of how we do well, and how we do right by kids and our parents, and our community, and make sure that we're not a drain on the community is hiring. Because is one person, but there are hundreds of other people involved in the process, and you got to get that part right uh, in order to have any impact, positive impact with our kids. So I'm super excited to be here today to talk about the hiring process.
1: So, uh, Mr. Joseph is um, he could easily be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And so I, um, we normally are way not this professional when we are interacting with each other. So it's funny for us to be on here and like really try to get through this without um, breaking character. Um, and so if it does happen, just know that we do it in the spirit because we're passionate about what we do. And,
3: and, and I, I, you're right, Ms. Hannibal. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to always honest. At my interview with the board members, some one of them, one of them asked me a question, and I had that look, and I remember what the president called Sherman looking at me, and I went on and I said, "Look, y'all got to know, I got, I, I have another gear. I can be this way or I could be that way." And I said, "It's a whole nother gear." So you're right. We're going to try and keep it, but stay in character. We're going to try to
1: stay in character. So here's the deal. I'm going to start this off, and it's probably going to go down a real bad way. So. You mentioned drain on the community and why we have to get this right at this time. So we got kids coming back that potentially might be out up to um, six months or more. We don't know that that we won't be able to physically touch them um, and and be in school with them every day in a physical sense, four walls. Um, We also have teachers at that same um, state. And so thinking about that, we got to get this right because when we do come back, we don't need ineffectiveness and and I say that to say I'm trying to be right this this finding the right people for your campus is so important because if not you're going to lose your damn mind as soon as we come back from this whole Pandemic or whatever it is, because parents, you're not gonna be able to go. Well, you know what? I'm able to. You know, kids are acting up. You want to find some classroom managers for show, for show in this environment. So just, I'm gonna stop because I'm gonna mess you up because you're trying to stay in character. (laughs) So, Principal Joseph, what they need to do?
3: Well, I'm gonna tell you. You know, I've had a chance to think about this, and and uh, I really wish more people would employ some of these tactics I'm gonna talk about and just how they interview. Period. Mm. because the truth of the matter is everybody is not for every job and i'm going to say that folks gonna be oh he's standing up no i'm just gonna tell you like it is everybody is not just because you're the smart you think you're the smartest person in the world you're probably definitely the wrong person for that classroom mm-hmm. okay. i
1: yeah.
3: got to have someone who can relate to the students and build relationships with them because if you can't build a relationship with them you, you won't even get a chance to teach them that's right, and that's first and foremost. Uh, Dr. Pedro the uh, girl always would say, "You can't teach anybody you are afraid of." So if you walk in the room and you're scared of kids, that's problem number one. Number two, you can't teach anybody you don't care about. Mm. And I'm telling you, you know, we all laugh at what our mom and grandma used to tell us about whooping us and how much they loved us, but it's the truth. If I really don't care about you, I'm gonna let you go out there and be a fool. <laughs> just, just, just show out. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go home and talk about you and talk about how the police gonna get you. And you are gonna end up in this prison and this jail and because I don't, I don't care nothing about you. So even in this environment, you gotta be able to interview and look and listen to because anybody coming in just. Just give y'all the right answer to all the generic questions because that's what they practice on in these schools, in these education schools. They, you know, even alternative search programs have practice rounds of interviews. They're ready for the questions. What they're not ready for is something Dr. Stephen Price uh, would employ and, and preach when he was around, uh, talking a lot around the circuit. He would talk about those questions that go against the grain. Mm-mm. For instance, when I actually you to tell me about yourself, in the middle of that, teach me something. And, and, and that person even in that virtual state to pause well, what what do you, well, no you want to be a teacher so in this moment i'm going to give you opportunity to be your best teach me what you want to teach me i'm not going to pick the topic you pick the topic teach me
1: something mm.
3: and in that moment not not some pre we looked at this data cuz everybody got at school teach y'all that but i want to catch you on the fly what's your best technique? teach me I want to be just as interested in it as you, and if you can't get me there, I still want to see the passion you have for teaching me something that you're passionate about.
1: So if I did like the cupid shuffle, but I taught you how to do it, and I was energetic, and I had and I had the steps right, I was engaging. It doesn't matter as long as I taught you something, because you're just looking to see do you have the ability to deliver something.
3: Exactly. Can, okay. can you can you deliver something? Because we can we can start to work on the educational piece if you can at least do that. But if you can't even teach me something that you like,
1: mm.
3: how do you think I'm going to like it? Say it with your
1: chest. And So when
3: you get in the classroom, if I say I'm applying to be an algebra one teacher, you trying to teach me to fish in, in the interview, but you can't. I don't see the passion and how you love the fish. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling, showing you I'm struggling, and you still can't, you getting frustrated working with me, trying to teach me to fish. What you gonna do with algebra one? That's true. Give me another
1: so one of those that questions. Part, what is another question? I like that one, no teach. I'm stealing
3: that. Well, but, but, but I see, that, that's part of why I talk about the drain on the community. Because We get the wrong teachers, and all of a sudden, kids start to drop out, and now my high school doesn't help the community, it drains community, because I'm not producing graduates and productive. People, what I'm producing are people who are going to pull on the community. So that's why, you know, it, 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 it's a whole nother societal issue uh, about equity, about getting the right person. So the next question we like to throw in, we talk about how do you work in a groove, and, and they start talking about, I work with this person, I work well together. There's a two part question I always like to ask them. Number one, what's more important, loyalty or integrity? And the reason why I ask that question? That's Because for those that, that, that talk about loyalty over integrity, that tell me on the slide you do some crooked stuff, saying you loyal. You don't hurt one of my kids.
1: Now I'm gonna be but I'm gonna be the teacher interview. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna be the the interviewee. I'm looking for this job, and you ask me that question. I'm gonna say I, I feel like it's both. <laughs> you know they are gonna do that. So how do you?
3: Yeah. Do- <laughs> no, no. But I always tell them that's not one of your options. Mm. I would say, see, sometimes we 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 can rewrite the rules in a lot of different formats to make it work for us. But when you get in that classroom, there's going to be a set of parameters. We have to be flexible. So in this situation, when your parameters, you want to do both. But today, we're going to do one. Mm. Which one is more important?
1: I like that question: that loyalty and, versus integrity. Mm-hmm.
3: And you, you push them into that situation, and then you you you, you let them answer. Don't give them the answer you want them to have. Let them answer and then back it up with just say, That's interesting. So what would others say about you?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then they start naming some different things. I'm organized. I'm you know, I'm dedicated. Look at the reference sheet, get the last reference on that sheet, and I say, Well, we plan on calling this person what's this person going to tell me about your your biggest challenge that you faced? And so then you probably got to give them some processing time because they got to think about that person on their sheet, what they see them accomplish, and you get that answer and you make sure you call that reference and balance that. Mm. Because what happens is a lot of times people give us those fluff answers and then we just let it go. Got
1: you. That's right. We want to follow that, up. You, you're right because if you think about it, sooner or later we're gonna feel the pressure to just hire, just mm-hmm. hire, just hire, and you That's do right. let mm-hmm. it go. I've been a victim of it. Every every principal can say that at one point in their career they're just like, okay, I, that was a good answer, and we just let that ride. But I agree, following back up, making sure we do that.
3: Mm-hmm. And 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 so I have one more question I always put out there, and that tells me how this person will do with my kids. And and I tell everybody, I got twenty nine hundred and two. I count my two I have <laughs> in this house and I count all 2,900. I want to know how you're going to do with my kids. And it's so always ask the question how are you going to build relationships with the students? You're new, you're coming in, they've been here, you, you're just coming to the party. How, how are you going to build a relationship? And what I'm looking for in that response is some genuineness in their attempts, but also understand it's a fine line between someone trying to be a friend and then picking up that, that little bit of fear in their voice. Because if you're scared of kids, I don't want you in the room. And if you want to be their friend, I don't want you to be in the room. What I need you to be is mm-hmm. a teacher. <laughs> Got four walls. I need an adult in that classroom. And so in in this virtual state, I rely on those questions and answers. You know, when we, you know, I know some people may pull this podcast, we may be out of that virtual state, you're looking at their body language and that's a whole other set of indicators from their body language, can they do this? And if it's during the school year, it's always good to throw in, let's take a walk mm. and take them into the classroom. Yes, Because what kids hate to do is for somebody to come in visit and act like they scared of them. Yeah. Now they're looking at it like, well, what's wrong with us that you scared of us? Right. Now you don't offended the kid. You don't even know you offended the kid. Now you offended the kid. So come in and, 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 and these days we relax around our kids, so that you're able to to reach them and teach them.
1: So if I'm the person and I'm looking for a job, and you know. I've answered these questions, and, you know, they might seem suffice. Um, What else is it, um, In thinking about it, in a virtual um, space? So we're on a Zoom interview, just as call it what it is, because we uh, dang near Zoomed out. But we are in a Zoom interview, and um, what are some of the things that we're looking for in those applicants in that virtual standpoint? Because, like, these questions, right, first of all, I'm going to add these to the (laughs) questions i'm talking about to ap's today <laughs> we're meeting once we get a, once i finish recording this podcast so like what else are you thinking about what else are you looking for and at
3: i'm looking at the body language uh on the zoom i really am i you know we had a zoom call <laughs> about two weeks ago and uh got one teach biology never opened his eyes when he gave an answer Oh, And so I'm sitting there looking at my social principal like are you seeing what I'm seeing? who, who are you gonna talk to here because you, you you tell me now that so I'm watching body language in the in the zoom meeting um and and in the virtual stage more than anything, you gotta look for confidence because this this is a new platform. Uh, for many. Some are not accustomed to being on the camera, so the body language is important, because nervousness, sure, you know, right. some people may be nervous, but there has to be a level of confidence to stand up and command the room, and we're looking for that body language of confidence when they're in that classroom. Okay. So,
1: um, in you know, people have said you know I would have I'm, I would te- have them to teach a lesson for you for you. You're saying I just need you to teach something, and I think that's a big deviation. Or do you have them to do both?
3: No, that, that's that's I, I'm I put my stock in what you teach me because if I have you teach a lesson, you ready for that? I mean, it's, you know, we when these teacher prep programs have gotten pretty good at working people through the system, mm-hmm. so to, to ask the one to teach a lesson. You know they they'll have they'll be ready to teach that lesson
1: got you that yeah, that's, that's one
3: thing yeah teach prep program i have them ready to teach a lesson uh what the teacher program won't have them scripted out for is teaching what you love
1: mm, i need to write that because see i didn't catch that teach me something that you love that's the right right, the right mm-hmm.
3: because you 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 i mean it, <laughs> I, I hate to even name one of them,
1: because not saying bad, but I stay say this company. Stay in character, stay in character, <laughs> yeah. stay in yeah. character, stay in character. because
3: I'd rather eat this one up, but uh, they, <laughs> they they, they do a good job of what to expect. Mm. I'm not going to say do a great job of preparing. So when gotcha. I do their survey at the end of the year for new teachers for them, it's usually on the lower end of the spectrum, because they, they tell them what they expect, but that don't mean I prepared you. Gotcha. I can tell you this train is coming, but I don't tell you why you need to get your car off the train track. So I really I haven't prepared you for anything, and so they they'll tell them what they expect, so they know how to take that can lesson, and they they're ready for that interview question.
1: One of the things that is a deal breaker for me is if they know nothing about my campus. <clears throat> I'm just being honest. I always say, well, tell me something about the campus. You haven't even looked at research the school. You don't know anything about us. That's always an issue for me. And like, because I want people that's passionate enough to even say like, let me see where I'm going to you. It should matter to you that you know what your career may lead you to.
3: Um, absolutely. Because those people don't even know where you are. (laughs) And we, we get those from time to time. Um, uh, we haven't pushed any of them through, but we do get them from time to time. Uh, they don't even know where the Soto High School is. Yep, they, they just saw a posting and didn't look at the stats. You know, we we I want you to look at that because I want I want to know what, what your thoughts are because I know what kind of work went into getting better stats. Right. So I want to know what your thoughts are.
1: Um. One other one is at the end of the interview, we always leave that. Do you have any questions for us? It kind of itches me a little bit when they don't have any questions. Like, th- this is a career. Like, you should want to know more about the school. How do you support teachers? New, to the- I mean, you should ask something. But some people are, no, I'm good. Oh, okay. Like, you don't want to know anything. So that makes me think, hey, maybe this ain't the place for you. And you realize that in the interview and you just buy out. Or you're just not prepared for any questions anyway. So I kind of see if they come in with something. Um, because they normally have a list of questions in a portfolio, something like that, um, because people say, hey, I'm going to give you another copy of my resume. I have already looked through that. I'm not going to even look at that pretty much anymore to make my decision. Right. What you do in this interview is going to drive whether I hire you or not.
3: Right, because it's a step that I like, uh, you know, once Miss Freyman completes her interview, when they come into office with me, after I finish talking, going through a few things, I want them to interview me. Because I want this to be a right fit, and so seldom the people come through, you know, my office for for the position. Do we have a problem with? Because at the end of the interview, the one thing I've done for a decade is we had a conversation on the, at the end. Don't ever let me have to bring you in here and talk to you about something you're not doing, refusing to do because you think that's not your job. Because you come through my door, <laughs> so from here on. We're a team in this. And it's getting that level of understanding lesson, then we can work out are we a good fit?
1: Right and that matters too you could have an applicant that really is a a strong teacher but might not be a fit for the campus or even you know like you said the kids you serve and it doesn't mean that that person is is not fit to instruct it just might not be a good fit for what you need on your campus in that moment like it do being a turnaround principal I need some some bad about it some strong you know but strong but also relationship building type I need some people gonna go the extra mile and not be like okay well this i've never worked this hard i need some people that's ready to put in that time and so it doesn't mean that you're not a good teacher maybe this is not the place for you because you're not willing to put in that much dedication into the space and i respect that
3: well i I have a place where i respect that too but i have to watch out that we don't let people in that's going to be overwhelmed at the thought of doing their job
1: I'm not gonna let you in. I respect that, and you can go do it somewhere else.
3: Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I respect that, but just and I tell people like, it, it, hey, I am the principal here to turn around campus. Um, this is where this is where we stand. And even if they don't ask me a question, I tell them because when I circle back through. Before I hire you Now remember Before I I told you This thing about our campus I need some really Dedicated soldiers And I can tell you That this type of Teaching experience Is going to look different Than what you might get Somewhere else That's not an IR School improvement Type campus So if you want this Please know That it's going to be Some additional time And effort That has to be put in And is required of you And so I think If they understand That going in It's easy (laughs) To coach them Through some of the Other things Like you said If they can Teach you how to cupid and shuffle, but I'm confident enough as a principal to give you the instructional prowess that you need. Right? So I, right. I think yeah, you can go somewhere else with that. I, I don't need that. You know, like, oh I've never seen kids like this. I told you. So what you doing?
3: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, see, see, some, uh-huh, we don't, stay, uh-huh. stay
1: in character. Oh. Stay, see, see. <laughs> <laughs> stay in character.
3: I'm gonna, gonna get to how it is.
1: Uh-uh, see, I knew it. I felt it because I had slipped and I said, let me stop. Because, <laughs> see, this is, you know, we were real professional with uh, Miss Levels and I said, let me just stop because this could go any kind of way. Let me stop. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, um, I know that everybody is out and looking um, for applicants, and we are all fighting for the same amazing people because everybody wants amazing on their campus. But what do you do when it is down to the wire, or you might haven't you haven't seen that type of rock star come through that you want on the, on your team? For a lack of better words, how do you settle? Or the best you can get.
3: Well, what we're looking for then is, is coachable.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: If, if you coachable, you know when I coach football, we always tell players if you're disciplined, we're gonna play 500 football just because you just we're gonna be five and five. We're not gonna be loose. We're gonna be five and five. Now we need to work on talent and we work on our, our coaching schemes to get us the rest of the way. The same way. Okay. If I don't, if I don't get my rock star, I'm going to get somebody who's coachable, somebody who ain't going to take offense because I call them in and we go through a, a video.
1: Okay. So how do you find coachable in that in that stack that heap?
3: Well, that's me looking for those interpersonal skills. That's when you're looking looking at that Zoom and seeing if if this is somebody that that you guys seem to hit it off. You they're saying all the right things. Now, they don't appear to be fearful. They don't have the experience. But then You want to talk to them about, you know, they've answered the question about what the campus is like. You want to go through about what to expect. And in that conversation, I also lend some things to there will be times when we'll have to sit down and discuss and go through a scenario with them. You know, what if I walk through your classroom, I see classroom managers, and I say, mm-hmm. well, what are you doing that night when I say we need to meet the next morning? And if the first look is like,
1: what?
3: Stop, stop, stop,
1: stop, stop, Y'all missed it. You missed the blessing. <laughs> Let me go back. So, he said, he gonna say, <laughs> what if I email you that night and tell you I need to meet with you in the morning? What are you gonna do that night to prepare uh-huh. for the meeting? So, Thank you. Rewind, go back. I'm sorry. They didn't yeah, hear Yeah, yeah.
3: See, so some people miss that. Some people, because, because somebody should be a Nothing. I just see you in the morning. Well, that's that's the problem right there. <laughs> that's the problem right there. Because I'm not just meeting with you. Just to shoot the breeze. I ain't got time to play like that. So I want to see you. And I'm telling you, we need to meet by classroom manager. You need to replay your day. Replay the last week. <laughs> what can you, when, when you come in my office, you should be leading me. These are some things I need to get better at.
1: Yes, Lord. That's the
3: person we look for. Those kind of people, when we can't get the best, because that's the ones that will be the best later on. I love and
1: it. you. You want to work with them. I love you want to work it. with them. I do. Tell your wife and kids, like I appreciate them allowing you to just be utilized by all of us in education, and for me to call you in the mornings and be like, "Hey, I need some help with my new bell schedule." Um, that was that was so powerful. Like I don't even think you realize. You said it. Just because that's your normal speak. But I don't think you realize how essential what you just said is to anybody looking for a job. Like, and and, and I'm sorry, not just looking for a job, but even if I'm a leader now, that is something that you put in your toolkit right freaking now. Because they need to know like it's going to happen. So let's go ahead and have this conversation now before we start. Right? Right. Um, Right. Okay, let's get back in character because you had went off the reservation, but it was a good (laughs) one though. I appreciate you. Uh, So (laughs) in this, we do want people that are going to be, you know, relationship. You spoke on it, but our kids have been out of school for a long time. And I don't care what district you in and how they were before you left. They are gonna be wired and antsy and itching for some engagement, some relations, something good, the best you got, because they've been sitting at home for a long time. And so I say that to say, as leaders, being intentional, as Mr. Joseph, Principal Joseph said, about who you allow in your building. Because it's a not a not only is it a drain on the campus, it's a drain on the what is it, what'd you say?
3: been right on the community on
1: the community hmm. you're Ooh. killing your community that's all I got so Mr. Joseph Principal Joseph um, we are going to move to uh, thank you, number one, you got to come back. We were supposed to do things, Principals think, but don't say, but we didn't want to get fired because we are both still principals. And so... That's
3: straighten our renewal conversation.
1: <laughs> right? So I was like, uh, now nah, we better wait. We're not going to be able to do it, and I'm sorry. We might have to get on a, uh, do like a live uh, broadcasting in a secret location and take everybody's cell phones, and we'll do that as a group conversation, but we can't do it on the air Um, (laughs) if they want to reach you uh, well let me backtrack we're going to do our favorite part of the show well my favorite is thank god a teacher raised me and this is the time to shout out a teacher a counselor custodian uh, anybody who has made you be the phenomenal leader that you are past or present that you feel like is just is worthy of man thank god they were in my life
3: oh i have two Okay. That was critical to me. My first grade teacher, Miss Donahue, and Miss Donahue was the only African American teacher in my elementary, mm-hmm. Timeville, Louisiana, Ruby Wise Elementary. Ruby Wise in a very rural area. She's the only African American teacher in the building. She is my first grade teacher, and she held such a high standard for her kids, and you felt like. No matter what you did from all your days, from, from first grade, to 12th grade, that Miss Donahue was looking at you, making sure you did well. And so Ms. Donahue set that pace. And I would say my second one, when I got to high school, Mr. Henry Bayonne, mm. the attention to detail. Just that some people call it fearless, but he just called it problem solving. Never walk away from a challenge. Find a way to work through it. That, and, and, and it was almost as if he was stubborn about getting the best. And that man taught me so much about how I organize things, how I think about things, how you what you do impacts the community. Because I went to Peabody Magnet in Alexandria, and it was 97% African American. But it was about what we did with our life when we left. And he used to always tell me, if you're not doing it by age 30, you ain't going to accomplish nothing. (laughs) (laughs) People say, boy, he's pretty cold-blooded. But by the time we graduated, we were thinking 30 is a long ways off. We ought to definitely be doing something by the time we're 25. And so we had already reduced the age. But that mindset of you need to be doing something with your life other than being a drink. Mm. And that just was drilled into us. And he, he he took that time to do that. And that's why I had that mentality. Now, I'm trying to make everybody, when we leave, make sure everybody productive. I can't be a principal of a campus. That's a drain on the community.
1: That's right.
3: So those two individuals, just to this day, I can see their faces and remember them.
1: That's awesome, man. That's Don't be a drain. This period on the community, don't be a drain anywhere. Nobody want to know about this. You just the
3: life out of everything right. you're just
1: awful don't boy. be a drain in your house <laughs> <are hungry>. yes <laughs> you pitch in people that's for stu- yeah. that's for students too that's for kids don't be a drain i'm using that when i get home mm. uh so last but not least people are gonna want to talk to principal joseph after this how do they reach out to you on social media how do they find you
3: all right, so I'm on Facebook. I, I got a lot of notifications because I, I tend to get on there a little bit less. But on my Twitter it, and the Facebook is the same. It's at Sean Jose One. So A S H O N J O S E the number one. And then I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with that handle.
1: Okay, great. I'm going to go ahead and I, I have you on Twitter, but I'm going to go ahead and follow you on Instagram today. Um, but thank you so much. We you first of all, you coming back on the show. I'm I'm going to send you some calendar invites today when I get back to the to the home office. Uh, but <laughs> Thanks right all. Yeah. Stay (laughs) So I'm going to send you some calendar invites, but it has been a joy to have you on the show. Thank you for being able to do that quick turnaround um, and being my big brother, helping me out when I need it, but just also blessing the people with these nuggets today because they definitely needed them. Thank you so much and continued blessings.
3: Thank you. Greatly appreciate being on the show. Welcome the opportunity to come back.
1: All righty. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unapologetically Educated. I told y'all this was going to be a beast mode show today, that I had a surprise for you, and I hope you left. If you didn't leave with some nuggets of wisdom, I don't know what's wrong with you, because there was plenty in today's show. I'm sorry for the long show, so I'm going to make my reflection super quick. And it comes from my man T.I., and it says, and I'm going to have to wrap it, that's the only way I can do it. Um, You can look me in my eye, see I'm ready for whatever anything don't kill me make me better so while we're in this pandemic this is a time to get better people this is the time to get better. Like all the books you've been wanting to read, they sitting right there. All the videos, the webinars, the masterclass, all of that, that is sitting right there. Grow yourself. That's the number one thing you have as a leader to get better and, and, and be around people and motivate them to get better because you're getting better. So your motivation, get on your job. This is still our job to be effective leaders. See you next week.